Hello, and welcome to Lore Dump, the show with hot questions and even hotter wit. No, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's my first time doing this in a while. Um, The show where we take someone who doesn't know about a game or game franchise and walk them through the story. My name is Neil. I'm joined by Chase. A nod. And Monty. Hi there. I promise Chase is here. We're not like recording this with them. (laughs) Like I've gone somewhere. Um, Now. In our last episode, um, we took Chase through the story of Red Dead Redemption 1. Well, seemingly, and also very much Monty, who forgot most of the story. Well, that that tends to happen with us, doesn't it? Well, with Undead Nightmare, I've only played 10 minutes. So I'm going in as blind as Chase. I'm going to ask you later why you only played 10 minutes. Sure. Um, The fuck is an Undead Nightmare? Is this... This is... All I can think when I hear the title Undead Nightmare is, and for Yakuza fans... Is the fucking Yakuza Dead Souls Tokyo zombie party? I don't know what that means. No, I don't know um, what that means. There's a Yakuza zombie game. We're, we're going to do Yakuza. No, we're not. We're not doing that one. Good. Okay. Because it's very much a side spin off game. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we'll do it now. Well, 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 well you, you had quite a good time with Red Dead Run 1, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was silly. Mm. Silly goofy. Silly Except for that ending. That sad ending. Yeah. Bit of a bit of a bit of a dud of a wet wet far of an ending. Not really. It's a great ending, but it's, it it le- leaves you feeling a bit deflated. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't bang. It whimpers in the best possible way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, for for context, and yeah, ten minutes. I only played ten minutes at a friend's house. Ah, um. Fair. Because this was released back in the day where it was download only, and I had an Xbox 360 at home, but I didn't have a Wi-Fi adapter or anything, so yeah. I couldn't play it. So I played it at a friend's house for ten Are minutes. You know, Wi-Fi adapter for an Xbox. For an Xbox 360 back in the day, yeah, you did, yeah. yeah. Or, or unless unless you plugged it into, like, an Ethernet, but I didn't do that because uh, I was young and I didn't know how things worked. But, no, so all I did, and when I say story, I'll be very careful to choose my words here, I ran around the open world. Yeah, got you. Uh, you know, I, and I ran into a couple of things. Yeah, yeah. So Undead Nightmare released as the first and only story DLC for Red Dead Redemption 1. Well, we didn't touch them. Red Dead had a, um, Red Dead Redemption 1 had a multiplayer mode that was a lot of fun. People really liked it. It didn't have much substance to it, but you could run around uh, as sort of cowboy characters and... and Lasso each other. It was silly. Yeah, it was silly fun. There wasn't much to it, but there was sort of capture the flag and things like that in the in the, in the the open world almost, which was cool. And then, of course, they expanded into Red Dead Online when 2 came out. But this... And then probably forgot about it. <laughs> This is the, yeah, this is the only bit of story DLC that came out for either game, because heartbreakingly, two never got anything at all. Mm. Um, this is Undead Nightmare. <laughs> John Marston rides through a storm in the dead of night, and a narrator speaks. Is it like the Night Springs narrator from Alan Wake? After months away, John Marston returns to his loved ones while trying to rebuild his ranch and win back the trust of his family. Marston awaits whatever life will throw at him. As he drives home one evening from an errand, he ponders whether a man can ever escape his past. He is a man who is ready for anything. Almost anything. (laughs) (laughs) Like maniacal laugh. Yeah. And then we, maniacal, 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 we get we get titles Undead Nightmare. Uh, for context, this is set after the events of one 
during the time where John has come home after after uh, defeating the so, gang members. So John's a zombie. No, John's alive because there's like a few weeks where he's with Abigail and Jack and doing stuff. Oh, oh, you said after one, so I thought you meant like after the end of one. No, no, like yeah, after after the Pinkerton attack. I see. Go and listen to the last episode if you haven't. I'm sure you. Because I think it would have been very funny if we just see John's grave and then a hand pops out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's killed Dutch. He's come home to the barn. Um, we, he's maybe been back for a few days. We arrive to a homely scene. Abigail is sewing and Jack is reading, both sitting by the fire, their home a haven from the vicious storm raging outside. Ooh. Abigail pricks her finger while sewing. She says, ah, damn. Jack chastises her for swearing. Oh, oh I'm sorry, she said. I mean, I'm sorry. I should have said, damn this awful son I've raised with his highfalutin ways and shame. His mother swears like a sailor and sews like a blind man. Is that better, your lordship? Jack says, much better, mother dearest. Good. I'm so glad, my darling, when you've finished your university education and are far too good to even acknowledge my existence when we pass in the street as you gently kick me aside. Begging old crone, out of the way with your highly polished boot. Well, think of me kindly at least, will you, my son? I'll try to, mother. I will think that woman I just kicked. That used to be my dear old potty mouth mom. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? They're teasing each other. John arrives soaking wet. Something funny's going on out there. Damn dogs gone crazy. Wolves howling, birds flying. Abigail's out there. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> For anyone who didn't listen to the previous ones, you might need it. Um... Abigail says, it's just the storm, John. Maybe. Did Uncle make it back yet? I thought he was off with you, drinking in the fields. I mean, working, as you call it now. Camera shifts to perspective outside the window, as if a figure is observing the scene. Well, he's probably holed up in some place of ill repute, waiting for the passing of the storm. Thunder lights the scene. An organ stings in the soundtrack as a bloody hand reaches up to the window. I know. Just a funny feeling I got. You got a psychic, Pa? Either that or I ate something funny. No, he's not a psychic. He's a time <laughs> Come on, Jack, keep up. Knowing your mother's cooking, that seems more likely. We're talking about food. Who's ready for some poisoning? <laughs> Me, my darling, I am starving. What you reading, boy? Just a book about monsters. Tell me about it. It's kind of dumb. That should suit me just fine. <laughs> well, it's all about how in ancient times, Aztec warriors worshipped the sun. But during full moons, some of them worshipped the moon instead. And that upset the equilibrium of things. So anyways, what it involves is, there's this one guy who goes out and search for food. John sort of zones out of exactly what he's saying. <laughs> but the music swells, and we see him just looking at his son with an intense look of pride on his face. Aww, um, that's pride? Lovely. Yeah, that is, for John's face, that's pride. That looks more just like... Constipation? Uh, no, that's 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 as that's as much as John ever smiles. That's a smile. <laughs> yeah, look at the side of his mouth. It is evidently a smile. Moving on. <laughs> he's had a hard life. Uh, Abigail touches John on the shoulder, and he sort of focuses again. And Jack's finishing off, and that leaves him all alone. So, anyways, since there ain't no cure, the brave man has to kill anybody, which is absolutely disgusting, says Abigail, and completely unbelievable. It's getting late. I guess we're not going to see Uncle till morning. John and Abigail are sleeping in bed when the door to the bedroom opens. It's Uncle. You okay, old man? You don't look so good. He, <laughs> he looks like Santa Claus. Lumbago. <laughs>
He shambles into the room, lunging for John's neck, and John beats him over the head with a lamp until he drops. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Get to fuck, Uncle. John rushes to get the gun from his shed. By the time he returns, Abigail is fleeing from a rabid uncle who manages to knock her down and bite her neck. Oh. Uncle, you dumb son of a bitch, stop! John puts Uncle out of his misery. I would like to say that when this happens, the, the mission marker actually says put Uncle out of his misery. <laughs> Abigail lays on the ground, clutching her neck. Can't believe I had to kill that poor bastard. You okay? Abigail? Abigail! I don't feel so great. Jack comes out, and Abigail promptly bites Jack. Aww. Oh, Mama! Just stay right here, the Perry. Don't make me no widower now. John runs to the next room and grabs rope. He has to chase them round, lassoing them. Like he's <laughs> running round as they're like shambling around the farm. This is pure comedy of errors horror. Yes, <laughs> And so he ties them up, hog ties them, and like throws them in the bedroom and like bars the door. And before he goes, he goes, I don't know what the hell has gotten into you crazy sick bastards or what uncle's done to you, but I'm going to get help. Stay calm. As calm as you can be, seeing as you both seem to have gotten a little excited. Probably just a fever. Jack, be kind to your mother. Abigail, teach the boy right from wrong. And both of you, stop biting chunks out of people. Be back as soon as I can. He leaves them with like a raw steak on them. He leaves them with like a raw steak on the bed. The fucking blood just dripping down her face out of her eyes. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, grim. Is it bad if I say it's kind of hot? No. Well, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. And we're moving on. <laughs> John says, guess I best go find me a doctor. Um, we head into Blackwater, the nearest town. The town is seemingly totally deserted, with fires burning and signs scrawled on the wall, sort of slogans on the wall, things like, the dead have risen, God save us, it's our fault, and we are all going to hell. John manages to... Oh, God, no! <laughs> I don't need the zombies for this guy. Mr. Marston! Marston! Yeah, zombie. It's what? me! Professor, what are you doing here? I thought you went back to Yale. I did, but I came back for another round of research. And now all hell is quite literally broken loose. What is going on? Well, I'm a man of science, a man of great learning, a thinker, a wise man, and oh, I'll be honest with you. Lord. He's done a lot of cocaine. Um, I haven't got a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> John says, I suggest we try to find other survivors, band together, find a cure, or fight to death trying. Well, that sounds great and all, just peachy. I'm not sure that I'm cut out for such shenanigans. I was thinking more of finding a horse and riding back to the civilized north at a speed of knots. Your sense of duty is very impressive, Professor. I'm going to search the back street for survivors. Mm -mm, no, perhaps staying with you would be safer. Could you just wait a sec here? Actual line. I'm going to wander down that lonely, deserted street and get my bag. <laughs> <laughs> you should stay with me, Professor. It's okay. There's no need to worry. Everyone's already dead. I left my stuff with Mr. Nastus. You remember him? Native fellow. Dumb as bricks, but a good sort. Okay. Wait in a few minutes. Um, he's immediately killed by a reanimated Nastus. <laughs> who uh, eats him in the street. Uh, so yay, this game is good for uh, killing, killing, killing racists. <laughs> yeah, John searches the back streets. Oh, sorry, Chase. I've only just thought there's only one person who can save us in a situation like this. Mm. Who? <laughs> <laughs> either that or he all. Either that or he definitely started this somehow. <laughs> 
spent too long digging in the graves and somehow it came back. Hold that thought. Oh, yes! No, I'm not saying, I'm just saying hold that thought. I am John gripping it. <laughs> John, you're white-knuckled. John searches the back streets and he hears crying from the back of a store. Anyone there? A little girl shouts out. In here, mister! Come out, it's okay, I don't bite. Uh, bad joke. I mean, come out. <laughs> they got my family, mister. And mine, I fear. I saw my mama rip my daddy's face off and drink his blood. Hot. And they... No. <laughs> and drink his blood. And they was happily married 20 years. I'm sorry. And we was all so glad to see my mama because she's been dead for three years. <laughs> Your mama was dead? I saw her walk into the porch and boom, she ate my daddy. He weren't a bad man, mister. He weren't. Sure, he liked to drink, but he weren't bad. Sure, he liked the company of women, but he weren't bad. He weren't. No one deserves to have their blood drunk. I mean, he knew how to use his fist, but he wasn't a bad man. And when Mama said Mama was dying, people said he was lying with her sister. But it weren't true. It weren't. You said your mother was dead. Her and Mr. Braithwaite. Yes, that is a name drop from the, the family from Red Dead 2. We never get anything. Oh, the Braithwaite's, yeah. the racist family, yeah. yeah. I guess they have a lot of cousins. The plantation family. Um, oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Her and Mr. Braithwaite, he's been dead a year. And then yesterday, he walked up that street, started eating dogs. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking more than so, is that this came out before Red Dead 2. So they just took this one throwaway name from this and were like, that. Yeah. We're running with that. That's a whole act. Making a whole thing. <laughs> She says, Mr. Braithwaite's been dead a year, and yesterday he walked up that street eating dogs, and he loves animals. All the dead folks have come back to life. They ain't happy. Funny kind of salvation. All the folk buried at the cemetery. John says, do you want to come and have a look? And she says, no, I've already seen my mama. I don't need to see any more of my relatives. Um, she gives him a torch, like a flaming torch, which we can use to fight them off if they come close, and which John can use, crucially, to kind of burn the graveyards. Haven't you read World War Z? Fire just makes zombies angry. It doesn't kill them. Not in this. <laughs> so we head to the graveyard, and uh, we, we clear it out. So you get kind of waves of zombies crawling out of the ground. There, I'd like to say at this point, it's a fairly decent um, like zombie mechanic. It's actually very good. There are different types of zombie. There's like scuttly ones that run across the floor at you. There's big bloaters. There's like ones that spit like venom at you. Um, and they come at you like really fast and you do like have to fight off hordes of them. It's very impressive for like a, a, a boat on DLC, I think anyway. Yeah, but we yeah. get all sorts of new weapons to fight them with. Later, when John clears the graveyard, he goes back to town and overhears a family arguing on top of a building. You folks okay? The woman says, just fantastic. I just saw my daughter get eaten by some creature sent straight from hell, thanks for asking. Kind of sorry I did. And the man says, sorry, sir. Forgive my wife. <laughs> We've suffered. And uh, John says, what's going on? And the woman leans over and says, it's the government's fault. Sorry, <laughs> yeah! call, call back You're to the last You're damn day. right it is. <laughs> You're damn right it is. The woman says, well, they've let in too many foreigners. Just shut the goddamn border. Or things like this happens. My daughter was just some satan satanic demon's lunch. I agreed you... Government. I agreed until you said that part. Yeah, maybe you should stop agreeing with people who uh, blanket don't want government. And are me meant uh, to be like satires <laughs> of absolute <laughs> nutcases. Um, I pay my taxes, usually. <laughs> he says, I think we may be moving a little off topic here. I ain't a wise man, says John, but I have done a little traveling. These creatures ain't like any foreigners I've seen. 
Thanks for the input, cowpoke. I got flesh-eating monsters feasting on my family, and I'm taking advice from a, about tolerance from a gunslinger. What has my world come to? Um, my daddy told me I should never have got married. The man says, not now, Doreen. Your daddy was a bully and a drunk. <laughs> I love that the, through the zombie apocalypse, we still make time for a little bit of sociopolitics. <laughs> well, John comes across another group of survivors in town. My favorite group. <laughs> the man points a gun at him. One of the men points a gun at him. Hey! You one of them, mister? Do I look like one of them? Don't come no closer. We made that mistake before and lost half our number. I ain't one of them, you fool. They can't speak. (laughs) (laughs) Lucille, one of the women in the group, says, It's the glass eye. The freak with the glass eye. He caused this. I was right! Hold your horses. One of the men says, No, it's the snake oil man. The poor men have been drugged. Another woman says, I blame the Mexicans. They have been struck down. The man says, okay, okay. We've heard a lot of stories, mister. Is this just an excuse to reuse the map? <laughs> oh, it's fully the same map, but it's it's on fire and there's zombies everywhere. <laughs> um, it was only like 15 quid. They weren't going to make a whole new map for it. Um, the man says, we heard a lot of stories, mister. Some say it's the moon. Some say it's drugs. Hey, don't come no closer now. Stand back. Apparently it's worse than New Austin. That must have been where it started from. John says, I'm going there then. Did one of you say snake oil? It's the glass eye. I blame the Mexicans. <laughs> one of the women's, sh- sh- uh, it's a woman who says I blame the Mexicans. Another one says, Connie McTavish, you don't know nothing. You always was an ignorant shrew. I bet your husband's glad he's dead. She says, well, at least my husband never took favors from Stargazer, Lucille Billingsgate. Say you're sorry, you hillbilly white trash. And then one of the men says, hey, ho, how are we going to rebuild America like this? See, I thought we had it all decided. We was going to be kind and genteel and pay homage to our leader, who happens to be me. (laughs) Um, And then John says, good luck. And he starts to walk away. And we hear the other man say, we never had that decided. We was going to hold elections and I would be leader. You can't even read. The man says, well, I got, I got. Gravy, I mean gravity, I I mean folk respect me. I am the new king, King Archibald Andrews. Now pay me homage. Uh, As John leaves, a zombie attacks the group. (laughs) So it's worth saying, Chase, you brought up the map. It is the same map. Um, Every town, settlement, civilization, camp um, is being attacked by zombies at any one time. When we get there... Um, we there's a kind of town safety mechanic. We have to clear out waves of the zombies to an extent where the town is safe, the survivors can come out, and we can sort of get missions and stuff like that. So you're going along kind of clearing the place. So, man with the glass eye, huh? Seems like a good place to start. We head over to Seth's place where we yeah, find yeah, yeah. him playing cards. You say, Seth, you okay? What's going on? Oh, hey there, John. Fancy a game of cards? Not right this minute. You remember Moses, John? (laughs) Uh, His compatriot from the first game, Moses, is a zombie and is standing there holding a deck, a hand of cards. He's a, he's a, you downside more loyal than he was before. Come here, boy. Come here, boy. What are you doing? Is he like on a leash or anything? He's just, he's just not attacking Seth. Seth has been talking to them for years. They're lovely to him. You've nailed it. So there's, this isn't textual at any point. My reading of this is, is either on a spiritual level, he's been talking to them for years, or he just fucking stinks of corpses. So he like, (laughs) so like he stinks of rotten people. I mean, look at his hands. They already look rotten. Yeah. He's got those. Yeah. uh, Either one. But yes, Seth isn't being attacked. Um, 
He says, we was boyfood, boyhood friends, John. Moses is having a tough time right now, ain't you, pal? <laughs> We're playing cards. Relax. Sit down. John says, with the undead walking the face of the earth, you're a crazy, dumb bastard. That ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. I've seen husbands eating wives, mothers eating sons, graves popping up and the undead rising over. It sure as shit is something. Oh, boo-hoo. Big, tough John Marston is scared of a little undead creature walking around. Moses wouldn't hurt a fly, would you, darling? Besides, this ain't nothing new. Folks in Blackwater blame it on that glass eye you found. Folks, 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 damn them folks, John Marston. And damn you, get him, Moses, get him. <laughs> he tries to sort of sick Moses on you, but Moses just stands there making zombie noises. <laughs> so I don't know if Moses is just a particularly chill vampire. Uh, vampire? Vampire. Um, uh, zombie. The dead are risen, and a virulent plague is turning people into flesh-eating crazies. What the hell do you think's going on, genius? But why? Why? Why the hell not? Because it ain't natural. Who made you Mother Nature and Mother Superior all at the same time? Who made you, John Marston? Same as made me. Same as made Moses. Is there a cure? These things tend to fade away. Now, if you want to get rid of it, you should go clear the graveyards. Either that or stop worrying and become one of them. Now, if you'll excuse us, we got good times to remember. Happy times! And uh, Moses drops his cards. Uh, his hand of cards, because he can't really hold them. And you, we hear Seth going, Come on, Moses, it's your deal! Diamonds are trumps! Come on! <laughs> John goes away and clears a series of uh, local graveyards, battering a zombie here in this screenshot with a flaming torch. We return to Seth. Uh, after we've cleared the graveyards, as he suggested, to find what can only be described, and you're going to like this, Chase, as a zombie disco. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the undead... I love it! One of the undead is hacking away at a violin with the bow, just like, it's not really nice, just like... Eh, eh, eh. And the rest of the zombies are shambling around while Seth waltz between them. Is it to Kaylee? Oh, Look, he's Kaylee dancing yeah. with them. Amazing! Hey, John, come join us. We're having a jig. Have you met Mary Lou? What about Francine? I did as you asked and cleared out the graveyards. Doesn't seem to have done much good. The world is turning, John, and the moon with it. Day follows night. Hate follows love. John pulls out his gun. <laughs> you asked for it, Seth. You either stop dancing and start talking or prepare to join Moses and the rest of these freaks. Are you constipated, John? You look angry. I told you. <laughs> yeah, you did see. He looked constantly. I think John might just constantly. I'm warning you, Seth. Oh, I'm warning you, Seth. I'm warning you. Don't play with the undead, Seth. Don't chase treasure. Don't waste your time searching for treasure and discover only a glass eye. A glass <laughs> eye. Well, warn all you want, cowboy. Seth eats the glass eye. Oh, no. That's a load off my mind. Why didn't I think of that before? Hey, John. Well, how are you? You want a drink? We got mucus and blood surprise. Come on. Gross. Seth, what is going on? Aztecs or Incas? It doesn't really matter which. It's all the same. Once every 200 years, the land is doomed. That's why we love it. Mexico, Mexico, John. Mary Lou, may I have the honor? And he sort of <laughs> offers his hand to one of the zombies. John says he's a sick man and leaves him. Yep, there we go. Bye-bye, Seth. Best character. Best character. <laughs> John travels to Fort Mercer to 
to look for Wes Dickens. The actual best character. <laughs> yes. Fort Mercer, if you remember, was originally where Bill was, was stationed. Matt Mercer's um, house, yes. Yes. Um, the fort has been turned into a camp for survivors. It's high walls providing some safety from the hellscape outside. Hey, someone's out there. He ain't one of them. Open the gate. So John heads in. There's like injured people being helped around. Everyone looking after each other. And we hear a familiar voice. Step right up. Step right up. Don't be shy now. Don't be shy. Nature confounds us. That's the truth, sir. That's the truth. Wes Dickens patented tonic. The only 100% original. 200% guaranteed cure against the undead stalking the earth. you got to respect the grind, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it not only brings health and fitness to the sick and needy, it repels the undead and saves souls. It's a natural miracle and is available now here at the low, low price of only 100 solid gold coins. That sounds expensive, but what price eternal damnation? You, sir, you look healthy. Uh, and he, he's pointing to John, clearly trying to get him to, to do the kind of group demonstration again. No, sir, I would not. What I would like for you to do is stop piddling this nonsense. A hundred coins? Well, what price would you pay for survival? John pulls out his gun again. <laughs> you tell me, Mr. West Dickens. Well, since you put it that way, why don't all you chaps take one for free? And if you like it, when you like it, you'll know where to find me. You won't find undead around me. Take it. Enjoy. Thanks a lot. John chastises him, saying these people have lost their families. They've lost everything. He says, that's not my fault. I'm just trying to make an honest living here. I'm offering people... Where are you going to spend that? I'm offering people hope, John. That's a precious commodity. The tonic really works. These poor, awful, undead creatures can't stand it. Come here. Take a look. We go up to the roof uh, to watch a man who's just imbibed some of the tonic walk out into the desert, where he is promptly swarmed and eaten by a group of zombies. If anything, they seem more attracted to the man who has drunk the tonic. Wes Dickens says, wasn't quite what I expected. John says, this stuff is like catnip to those bastards. It seems it is true. They are attracted to the tonic that he has, uh, he has made. Um, he sends uh, uh, John out to go and get more ingredients he think can fix it. And John says, I'm back to doing your dirty work, am I? Don't be like that. Don't you remember all the good times? I'm an old man. All right, here, take it. Maybe you could use it to attract some of them. And he gives him some of the tonic. John finds some plants for him. Wait, why is John doing this for? Is, shouldn't, is because he not... Wes Dickens told him he thinks it'll help. Um, and John just went, okay. John's not very smart. No, he's a big dumb idiot again. He's gone, gone are the days of big brain, big plans. Well, I know. Wes Dickens helped him in the past with the solution, so... Um, basically besties. We find, we find, yeah, John doesn't have many pals at this point. Later... We're all zombies now. Yeah, yeah. John finds Wes Dickens on the side of the road, hiding on top of his wagon and trying to shoo away a zombie. Get off! Get away! Another satisfied customer, Mr. Dickens. Hello, John. Poor fellow can't seem to get enough. Get rid of him, would you? Why? Because we're old friends. Because we'll team up and fight the forces of darkness together. No. <laughs> well, because I got something you want. Trust me, you cynical bastard. John shoots the zombie dead. Did you get the stuff? John and Wes goes to the back of the wagon to tinker and says that if he's got his maths correct, it'll blow the zombies apart. He tells us we need some heavier firepower. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, John says another shopping trip John goes to get supplies and this time finds Wes Dickens uh, hiding under his wagon um, which I thought I'd have a picture of but I don't he says it's not the undead I'm worried about dear boy I kind of like them it's the normal people I can't stand John says what happened 
I haven't done anything or stolen anything or even lied that much. Then what? A bunch of people chase me at a time. They blame me for everything that's happened. I've been selling help tonics for years here at Timbuktu. Never once has there been a demonic bloodlust or unled, undead rising up. It's preposterous. They want to hang me, an honest salesman. Can you believe that? Snake oil merchant who cried wolf. Wolf? Well, something like that. <laughs> like you. Yeah. <laughs> so you called him before we could. So we, we help him out. He's going to make something to help us destroy the, the zombies. And he goes to the back of his wagon for a, a prize. And it's an old blunderbuss. And John says, I risk my, risk my life for this. A blunderbuss? What is this, 1850? Because he's so cool. <laughs> West Dickens explains that we can fill up the blunderbuss with all sorts of things and use it to blow away multiple zombies. It's sort of like a big shotgun we can blast them away with. Just shoot trash at them. Why didn't we just get a shotgun? West Dickens says, this is the choice of weapon for the demonic horde killer everywhere, from Romania to Edinburgh, and all the other ah! place, all the other places the undead roam. <laughs> you can put pretty much anything in it and blow a bunch of the buggers away in it's one true. go. I was in Edinburgh recently, there was lots of zombies there. Yeah, yeah. That is a deep cut to just living in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we part ways. And John heads to Armadillo to check it on the marshal. Um, he's watching uh, one of his men being bitten in a jail cell uh, by a zombie, and he has to shoot them both. Oh. Yeah, he says, he, sorry, boys, you didn't give me a whole lot of choice. Hello, John, welcome to paradise. Hello, marshal. Might have known you'd survive. What's going on? So they talk about how things are going. And the marshal says, well, how's it going? Let me put it to you this way. Cattle rustling's at an all-time low. Murder, blood drinking, psychotic episodes seem to be somewhat prevalent. Either that or I'm dreaming. <laughs> John offers to help him clear out the town, which we do. In the town, uh, he also sends us out to look for his two biggest idiot deputies who are missing somewhere, missing somewhere in the town. They're busy trying to find out if they can drink the blood and it's going to make them real strong and stuff. Pretty much. You've nailed the voice. <laughs> yeah. John walks into the town general store where he talks to the owner, Herbert Moon. Um, this is Herbert Moon. Oh, Mr. Moon. Oh, my God, a new character. Uh, yeah. we, no, we can't we can see him in the first game, but he doesn't get quite featured like this. He's very hateful in the first game, too. Um, he's even worse here. Oh, good. He says, you've you seen a couple of deputies nearby, Marshall's boys. Moon asks if they're Jewish. They sound Jewish. Oh, no. He says, don't you know this whole thing is nothing but a Jewish plot? John says, I find that I find that highly unlikely. He says, I don't like Jews or black people or native people. Um, or I can't stand Catholics. Can't stand them neither. Nor women, Fabians, socialists, homosexuals, Asians, British. Between them, they've ruined this country. Ruined it. It was a good country once. Now people are eating each other and it's all the fault of the Jewish, British, Catholic, homosexual elite and their ideas. I, for one, won't stand for it. I mean, very funny line, but also... Did Rockstar just kind of go, we're just going to combine all the bad people into yeah. one guy. Yeah, it, you know, you can. it's a funny character. You can level criticism at, at Rockstar for taking how seriously they take this stuff. But John asks him if he's ever actually met a Jewish person. He goes, oh, no. Um, or a British Catholic homosexual? Not in my store. Oh, I see. You're getting it. You're acting clever. Well, let me tell you this. Jewish people killed Lincoln. That's why there's a triangle on the money. Um, <laughs> yeah. People believe it. John says it's rare to meet a man with such a grasp of human history. I'd hate to get you see you get savaged by someone and watch the life flee from your hateful body. 
America is the land of the free. That means free people like me. Herbert Moon. That's how he says it. And he's attacked by some zombies. And Sarah's eating. He's lazy. And as he's eating, he says, you can't eat me. I'm Herbert Moon. <laughs> he's later reanimated. What's quite cool is whenever a, a name character or somebody you recognize from the main game is is in this, you can you can see them as zombies when you come back. So so Moon becomes a zombie, and we can. No, I just shoot him in the head. Cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Love it. So we go to the stables where we eventually find the two deputies, Jonah and Eli, uh, eating each other. Um, <laughs> Oh, why? What? Zombies are attracted to each other? These two are just idiots as zombies. Oh, they're just idiots. They think each other's a real party. (laughs) And, you know, they just were thinking that maybe they can have a little snack in each other's brains. That's what what, uh, John says. He says, oh, uh, the marshal sent me. I guess you got other plans. Seriously, enjoy your meal. No problem. Easy, gentlemen. Remember the fun times we have. They shamble at him and he kills them both. I like how the bottom one uh, is, is... The blood splatters have turned his hair into, like, leopard print. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a good look, actually. Um, He returns to the marshal and gives him the very sad news about the deputies. Um, And the marshal lets you keep a sick Shonoff shotgun, which I know you mentioned a shotgun earlier, so... John chucks out blunderbuss into the bin. I was about to say, what's the one with the blunderbuss now? Um, Yeah, uh, he explains that it was fast, and they both died with their bellies full. (laughs) Yeah. Um, John goes to the McFarlane ranch to find it overrun. She can finally have her chance now that <laughs> Abigail's dead. Abigail's, well, undead. She's tied up. <laughs> she said Ayo. No. Ayo. Uh, you are, no, we need to get the spray bottle out I used to have for you. <laughs> <I> do, yeah. <laughs> Zombies are your lark scene. Yeah. Uh, why, why, is, why is this what's done? I'm not judging or shaming. I'm just curious. No, I am. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I make no apologies. <laughs> we defeat the undead masses at the McFarlane ranch and Bonnie runs out of the front door, rushing over to hug John. She says, first hell walks the earth, then you turn up. Can my week get any worse? And they hug. Um, she says, I thought you'd be dead. We heard things were bad in West Elizabeth. It'll take more than the apocalypse to take me down. So what are you, a demon or a cockroach? Both have fear. How's your father? She says, oh, fine. He should be coming out of the barn any moment now. Oh. John kind of uh, starts to look a bit concerned and goes, hmm, how long has he been in there? She went, oh, just since yesterday. He's been rounding up the undead to keep them in there, keep them safe while we can go about our business. Of course. Uh, and he says, we're going to have a look. And yeah, sure enough, zombie Drew. He's still He's so even angry. better. He's so scary. He's, He's even scary. better. The yeah. blood dripping from the mustache. <laughs> we have to put Drew down, unfortunately. Oh, rest he's, in peace. Drew. He's my favorite. Well, no, he's my second favorite zombie. Abigail's my favorite zombie. And we uh, we say enough. We say <laughs> uh, we say as he goes down. I'm sorry, Mr. McFarlane. He was a good man. John goes to tell Bonnie, who says, "Well, John, you always do bring sunshine to my life." He says, "I'm sorry." Bonnie says, "I'd like to say he died doing what he loved." But he was never one for eating folks, nor slathering at the lips and howling at the moon. Guess I'll content myself by saying he died protecting those he loved. They tell each other to take care of themselves, and they part ways. John shows up, kills dad, leaves. (laughs) (laughs) 
In the woods, in tall trees, we can come across this eccentric hunter and a mysterious lady next to her. I say mysterious, she's unnamed. It doesn't say anything, but um, uh, I do think she looks quite out of place. For whatever reason. She's very hunter. clean for the apocalypse. Yeah. Well, and, and next to this hunter as well. I just find them an odd pair, but yeah. they've banded up. Um, the hunter says, I got one. I got one. Got what? A damn Sasquatch. Filthy thing was going to eat my dog. When this girl hollered out and I shot the thing right in the heart. Boom, like that. John says sure. there's no such thing as Sasquatches. And he says, sure, the hills are infested with them. They eat babies. No. I need you to go and hunt them down. John heads to the wood and kills a bunch of Sasquatches. Um, Wait, actual until, Sasquatches? Yeah, until we find the final one, which we're to kill, sitting under a tree. Oh. What? The Sasquatch says, shoot me, human. Shoot me. What? And John, and John says, oh, I will, you foul creature of the night. He says, you'll be granting me peace. Why is that? Keep you from eating babies? What? What are you talking about? You eat babies to survive. You have to. Everyone knows that. We eat berries and mushrooms, you fool. Or we did. This is really sad. He goes, now there are none of us left. Some maniac's been murdering us. I'm the last of my kind. We've lived in these hills a thousand years. John goes, but you eat babies. He goes, you say so, human. My family is gone. Shoot me. I can't take it anymore. And uh, and that's that. What the fuck was this? <laughs> John just, as a little side mission, goes and does a genocide. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? This is such a sad, everything else is so silly and like dumb. This is yeah. sad as hell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is potentially the saddest thing in the whole series. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. Oh dear. So uh, yeah, we after we after we do John that, casual genocider. He doesn't. In his defense, I don't think he's intending to do a genocide, but he's certain that's not really. No, intense. he just trips into a genocide. Yeah, he trips into a genocide. <laughs> it's very John. Yeah. It's not great, is it? So <laughs> we find West Dickens warming his hands by a fire in a burnt-out building. How is he alive still? Yeah. Um, John asks if he's managed to get passage to Mexico. He says, no, not for me, but for you, maybe. All depends on your relationship with good Uncle Samuel. He tells us that an army train is going down south. If John can get himself dressed up as an army man, he can head to Mexico. So why am I going and not you? Well, it's a matter of age, dear boy. Army don't have many recruits with quite my level of experience. Mm -hmm. You're on your own. There's a train at Benedict Point leaving soon. They tell each other to take care of themselves. West Dickens says, I always do, dear boy. I always do. West Dickens walks off into the sunset. Immediately John manages to find an army uniform at a deserter's camp. Yeah, just, just so which which sort of, what sort of army uniform are we talking here? Are we talking Confederates? Are we talking uh, well, which, which side of the no, battle? There's no. This there's, was after the Civil War. There's no. Oh, con, this okay. is no Confederate army at this part. Apart from the kind of holdouts we meet in too. This is this is a government. Just this cavalry. Is, government. This cavalry. is the government. Yeah. Cool. Um, he manages to get in the train and he tells them that he's uh, he's uh, you know he makes up some lie about being stationed nearby and. Sure. Um, one of them actually asks, he says, oh, you were in West Elizabeth. Were you involved in that Vanderlyn operation? 
And mm-hmm. John said, yep, I just did my part. Kept my head down, followed orders. You know how it goes. The whole thing was a mess. Um, as the train goes, it's uh, attacked by zombies. Um, we're on the moving train fighting up, fighting off kind of hordes of, of shambling zombies. I, lo- I love that we get one last train yeah, in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I missed out a few, but yeah, for <laughs> sure. And uh, the captain and his men run off. And eventually we managed to fight off the zombies and managed to uh, bring the train ourselves across the border. Wait, they, they ditched John? Yeah, they run away. Oh. So, we are now in Mexico. Now in Mexico, John heads to Las Hermanas, only to find a nun being attacked by a zombie in a poncho. The woman manages to push the zombie away, finds a rifle, and shoots the zombie in the head. Yeah, go yourself, nun. You okay, sister? Well, I'm alive, senor. Come to think of it, I think I just committed a mortal sin. Claim self-defense always works for me. (laughs) Well, I fear my judges may be a little more stringent than yours, but I appreciate the advice. Unfortunately, many of my nuns are not so resourceful as you or I. Their innocence will kill them, which is a truly terrifying reality. You're a true Samaritan, sir. He sort of helps her clear out some more zombies. You know... They say the devil has all the best tunes. Maybe so, but he also has the most half-witted friends. And then, <laughs> to this comment, John says, So you know Bill Williamson, then? No. <laughs> she goes, Excuse me? He goes, Nothing, just a little joke. <laughs> I'll do my best to save the nuns. So we go throughout the convent, saving nuns, killing zombies. And uh, we return to uh, we turn to the woman who is sitting with her sisters. Sister, I've done as you asked. Bless you, but it's not sister. It's Mother Superior, Calderon. Our bishop was a stickler for regulations until he got sick last week and ate half the cathedral choir, boys. <laughs> uh, oh, no. I'm no, sorry. don't I'm read sorry. that. I only mention it because my girls are laughing at you calling me sister. What do you think is causing all this? Mexico's an old country. Many faiths have lived and died here. Many evil spirits have flourished. I have no idea what's afflicting, afflicting the people here, but I know it's a sickness of the soul. Something supernatural, maybe. Certainly nothing rational. Perhaps if you were to give me a live one of these creatures, we could try some experiments. Get me a new one, one who is recently human. I want to work with a subject who has recently turned. See what I can find. We head out, uh, you know, fight some zombies, find a relatively fresh deado. And, uh, deado. Fresh deado. And we bring it back to the Mother Superior. Mother Superior, I think I have a test case for you. Senior Marston, you are a true pilgrim. That I ain't. Now let's see, it certainly isn't the flu. Their eyes are so devoid of love, of anything. A lively one, I see. Here. She starts pouring holy water on the zombie. <laughs> for a moment, the zombie sort of sits up and is still with smoke, blue smoke pouring from it, briefly calmed. It then collapses back onto the floor, writhing and zombieing. Oh. It seemed to be working. Seems as if it was nearly saved. Spiritual infections are confusing things, Senor Marston. None of us can hope to understand them properly. But he came back for a minute. I bless the water, but perhaps my faith is not that strong. I have to do more thinking. I need time. Every day more of my people fall and the dead rise. Perhaps it's time I put them to rest. Take the holy water. Maybe it will be a calming balm for restless hearts. <laughs> a balm? We're, we're unlocking a... Balm. B-A-L-M. Oh, okay. But also a common <laughs> bomb. It's so funny you said that. Is it grenades? Our grenades. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> I've not got a screenshot here, but we we uh, when we throw them, they like erupt in blue fire. Um, <laughs> Stellar. Yes, you nailed it. Um, 
John finds land and rickets. Yay. Saving a man in town. Hello, John. I see you're enjoying another vacation in our little resort. Something like that. We got sunshine, sand, and a plague that makes people eat each other. Come to think of it, must just feel like America to you. John says, what's going on? I thought things were calmer in Mexico. This is calm. What's a light cannibalism among friends? Excuse me, Ricketts shoots someone. <laughs> How have you been? Well, apart from my wife and son being tied up trying to rip my soul clean out my body, the entire earth turned into hell. Good, real good. You know, John, I've lived a long life, says Ricketts. I've seen this land when it was wilderness and scrub. I've seen missionaries nailed to crosses by shaman and burnt to the cinders with my misguided devotion. Sorry, what? I've seen slaves get set free and return to a bondage more confusing than the one they left. Mm. I've seen diseases wipe out entire communities in a weekend. I've seen bad men make their own Valhalla out in the bush, with harems of maidens and hunting men as a sport. I've seen men struggle with principles and morals and the very meaning of existence. I've killed all that can be killed. Ricketts lights some dynamite and throws it to a room of zombies. But I have never, in my natural born days, seen anything like this. If only we could get something that would attract these bladders, we could kill them faster and maybe return this land to its natural state. Some kind of bait? Exactly. I think I may know. So, sure enough, um, we bring some of our lovely uh, tonic. Oh, it's uh, considerably more yellow than I... I, It's sort of glowing, actually. It's sort of uh, uh, (laughs) luminescent and and toxic-looking. He finds Ricketts uh, sitting in a lawn chair, drinking, smoking, and shooting zombies. He's also, John's also... He's totally cool with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is paradise to him, yeah. Ricketts takes the cork out of the bottle and puts dynamite in there. Oh. He throws it towards, throws it to attract some zombies. When the zombies are close enough, Ricketts shoots the dynamite, blowing it to bits. It's basically like a, a remote mine. That you're like, a, you know, <laughs> you throw a grenade and you can trap them and then you can shoot it, setting that off. 80% of this story is just giving us, ex- <laughs> yeah. it's just excuses for cool weapons. Exactly. Yeah. The point. Uh, he talks about what an art it is to craft things like this. And John says, sometimes your humility overwhelms me, Ricketts. Ricketts laughs at this. You and me both, Mr. Marston. Now, if you'd see me when I was a young man, you'd see me when I was so fast you couldn't see me. Well, you would know this is humility. Truth is, truth is long dead. Now we've only got memories. Memories and a great swath of demonic mutants, of course. I heard a man in Chicago was writing a biography of me. Can you believe it? And an artist in Pittsburgh painted my portrait. No, I mean, what's going on with the demonic hordes? Not your unending glory, says John. Oh, that? Nothing too interesting. Someone said there's some really big problems near Escalera, but I can't concern myself too much with that. This is my home now. And we leave uh, Mr. Ricketts. They sign off, and they thank each other, and uh, and they leave. No, Ricketts is all good. We return to the Mother Superior. Um, while in the church, um, he spies a familiar-looking girl. Ay bueno, Senor Marston, how wonderful to see you alive, says the Mother Superior. He says he's cleared out uh, all the graveyards, in the, which is a big part of this. Wait, what happened hotel. to the familiar girl? Uh, she leaves. Um, Wait, what? The mother superior says... <laughs> the mother superior says, you're a brave servant of righteousness. John says... John says... Oh, no, she's dead. She's dead. We would, we would know if it was Louisa. Or, excuse me, Laura. Who's she familiar to, John or, or the player? John asks... Oh, okay. Who is that girl, by the way? Ah. The Mother Superior says, she? I don't know. She said she was in the Holy Order in Escalera. John says, I feel like I've seen her before or someone like her. Maybe, but it's a common enough look. She seemed like a nice girl, said the Mother. 
She told me something interesting. What's that? She blamed this terrible curse on our soon-to-be president, Abraham Reyes. Perhaps you've heard of him? Heard of him? I know him well. I hope that vain, ambitious, and repugnant parasite is no friend of yours. Not exactly. I, I didn't think he was quite that bad. Who am I to judge, she says. Forgive me. I've just heard many unpleasant stories and met too many pregnant and abandoned girls. Of course, but what has he done? Um, so yeah, he, well, assumedly that. Well, yeah, you know, these young girls fall in love with him. He makes them false promises and poems and blah, 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 and then leaves them. She claimed he angered an ancient goddess, disturbed a crypt and a temple in her honor. I mean, as I say it... He would do. He would yeah. do that. As I say, it sounds like heresy. The idiotic, idiotic delusions of a cursed people, but stuck in a land like this, I've learned to be less dogmatic than perhaps I've been instructed. I'm sure it's just a folly. Maybe it's time I go pray El Presidente a visit anyway. I shall pray for you. Um, we say goodbye to the Mother Superior, and we ride towards Escalera. Well, this amazing, like, fucking Scooby-Doo, Nick Cave song sort of plays over the top. It's like this kind of spooky, spooky song while we're riding over. He finds a woman sitting, crying on the stairs up to the mansion, and he tries his best once again to speak some Spanish. Uh, Senora... Donde, Donde is Abraham Reyes? Honestly, I'm just impressed that he knows any Spanish. Yeah, me too. He's been, he, he lived with the Spanish guy his whole life. Like, a guy who spoke Spanish, rather, his whole life. You would have thought he'd yeah, picked up. Like, you would have thought he'd picked up. He mainly spoke English. Yeah, yeah, but you would have thought he'd picked up something. She points to the top of the stairs, and John can hear yelling from inside. Reyes? John finds Reyes. Oh, he's a zombie too. All right. Chasing our familiar-looking girl around the table. Stop that now, Abraham! Stop that! John has to shoot him dead. Yeah. Don't know why he bothers, like, trying to talk uh, them out of it at this point. I don't know how quickly I'd adjust to, <laughs> like, shooting people I knew, but maybe. Okay, but he already did that pre-this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not like that's a change. Only bad ones. Um, well, it's okay, so Reyes is a bad one. Well, yeah, I know, but, you know, he knew him. Um, John says he always did have a way with ladies. It's okay, he's dead. And the girl says, thank you, senor. You'll be okay. Is this like Luis's long-lost sister or something? No. Is it the girl from the woods with the Sasquatches? This girl uh, is in many different scenes. She has been in this PowerPoint several different times. She was the girl. She was the Sasquatch girl. I think you called she that. She is in that. She is in multiple other missions where she appears in the background or the foreground. Was she in the group where they were like, I'm king now? And no, 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 no. Like, no? once we get to, to the kind of act two of this, she's in a bunch of different... She's in the PowerPoint a couple of times as well. Oh, very um, good. Okay. Is she an ancient she's goddess? At, she's at the fort. She's at the... Well, we'll see. Um, she's the ancient she's goddess. The ancient goddess. She, he asks her about this and she says, me? If only John had listened to Jack because I feel like the cure was in that fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> he says, where have I seen you? And she says... I have a common enough face. I'm from here. He disturbed the royal burial ground that lies beneath the town. I heard there was a mask hidden down there. That we, He heard there was a mask that would make him invincible. John says, John says, I've heard this blamed on Mexicans, Jewish people, freed slaves, the federal government, immigrants, the bad weather. Now this, what's wrong with people? She says, it's true. Look in that chest. He has a sacred mask. This is where the plague came from. Him and his awful lust for power. John opens the box and finds a mask. It's a sort of green jade. Uh, you'll see it later, but it's a sort of green jade, very old looking mask. Okay. She and John head outside and go down to the crypt. 
She says, the mask must be returned to its owner. He says, wait here. And she says, no, you need me. I know what needs to be done. We head deeper and deeper into the crypt, truly very far underground, um, as zombies sort of glowing green under their skin attack them and green fog sort of encircles them. None of the zombies seem to attack her, which uh, which he points out. But yeah, they, 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 don't, they don't seem to attack. Because she's a goddess. Well, they just seem to be attacking him. She's a goddess. <laughs> <laughs> she's telling him things like, you must act now, look inside yourself. Can a bad man have a good soul? Do not underestimate the power of the mind. Many of these people died in a great battle on this very site. No wonder they don't seem to lag me. Sometimes we must remember in order to forget. Our enemies are a reflection of ourselves. Some of them worship the moon and the brave man has to kill everyone. Abraham, what the hell have you done? Our history can never be silenced. Fear is all in the mind. Sometimes we must remember in order to forget. Finally, we arrive at the crypt. As they enter, the door slams behind them. Green fog swirls around their feet. This has gotten very Indiana Jones, especially with the outfit. (laughs) Yeah. The girl says, this is not the time for your half-hidden vanity. Now come, let's put an end to this. She says, return the mask. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. How do you know? My name is Ayatoto. I think I've said that right. Apologies if I haven't. John places the altar in the mask and he repeats the name. Is that the mask from hit movie The Mask? It does look a bit like it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He places the mask uh, on the altar and he repeats her name. Ayatotl. He turns around and she's gone. (gasps) She was the goddess. Her voice coming from nowhere. A horse is waiting for you. You should return home. So yes... Uh, this is the name of uh, an Aztec goddess or a, an avatar of an Aztec goddess. Gotcha. On a pale horse. John returns home. Before you do, um, because you haven't touched on it and I wasn't <laughs> sure if you were going to wait on it, but you're talking about horses. Um, you can ride... Oh, yeah, 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 I did. It's in the <laughs> scripts and I skipped over it. So one of the op- totally optional things... So in the base game, you can find wild horses, tame them, and they have mm-hmm. different stats and stuff. In this, the four horses of the apocalypse are riding around. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it's not a mission. You can just find them. So like one of them is like flaming and leaves like a flaming trail behind, and you can like ride them. And yeah, it's pretty awesome. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Do you have pictures? Uh, I'll find some for you. Awesome. Um, John returns home, finding Abigail and Jack tied up, but seemingly back to themselves. Yay! Hot. John. Well. <laughs> Half of that. Hell, whenever trouble starts, I can pretty much guarantee you'll run off into the sunset. Yes, she's feeling better. Yeah, once the boys stopped trying to bite me, everything felt much better. I'm starving, though. Jack says, me? I only felt better once that mad look left her eye. Please, Dad, don't leave me alone with this woman again. (laughs) Excuse me? Says Abigail. Try not to, son. He unties them both, helping them up. John hugs Abigail and Jack. And Abigail says... Let me fix us something to eat. And John says, please don't. We've had enough dramatics for one day. And we fade and we fade to black. A few months later. Oh, there's an epilogue to this one too. It's just a cutscene. A few months later, we fade in on the crypt, the mask still lying on the altar. A familiar set of blackened hands reach in. <laughs> Take it, and we hear Seth's maniacal laugh ring through the crypt. He was upset that his friends died again. He wanted them back. We finally return to the grave of John Marston on a rainy night. As the camera pulls in in his resting place, 
A familiar gloved hand bursts from the grave and a zombified John pulls himself from the earth, turns towards the camera. Did they bury him with his full gun and sheath and shit? And, so. and walks towards the camera and that's the end. Oh, now, amazing. it's worth me pointing at this Sing. one. You can now go around the open world as zombie John. <laughs> Oh, so Seth getting the mask is purely an excuse to still run around Seth, zombie world. Yeah, yeah. Seth, Seth, Seth has restarted the plague, basically. Cool, cool. Um, so that's that. That's Undead Mighter. It's a very silly little romp. Um, oh, my God. And I hope it was a, a, a palate cleanser. I'm after. so glad we covered Undead Mighter. I learned two things from this. One... Uh-huh. Uh, this might be my hottest take of the whole thing. This is the best Red Dead Redemption game. <laughs> One and two don't even come close. It's They're not even comparable. See, I close. knew you would say that. I knew this would be your favorite. And two, zombies are fucking hot. <laughs> I'll give you it. I'll give you it. It's I won't. They're dead. Don't kink shame. They're fictional. They're dead. <laughs> But yes, no, very. That's that's it. You've got nothing else. That's for that. That's the end of Red Dead. <laughs> rumors of rumors of a Red Dead Three continue to circulate. Um, you know, some people, uh, in my opinion, incorrectly saying that it should be a World War One game with Jack, yeah, which no, I think sounds no. horrible. Um, but that's it. That's all the cowboys I have for you. You've survived. Um, I'd like to say, uh, you know, uh, look behind the curtain here, but um, Jay chases right now, they're wrapped in a blanket, and it does seem like you're in a kind of foil blanket at the end of a traumatic experience. <laughs> so, I, I hope you're doing okay, buddy. Oh, this is great. This, okay. is, this one's great. Cool. Yeah, I, I don't have anything to add myself. This I mean, is great. full series summary. Two is g- good. It's yeah. not It's not for me, but it's good. Yeah. Uh, one's pretty good. I would like it. This one's... 10 out of 10, no, yeah. no notes. I, 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 said, I said to Neil uh, during one of our breaks that Undead Nightmare, having only known 10 minutes but knowing the premise, if like two and one were the starter, like then the appetizer, this is the main course. Absol- <laughs> absolutely it is. But yeah, uh, well, we're going we're gonna to wrap up there then. Um, so before we call it a day, uh, here's one quick tease at what's next. When you're down in the mouth and life's a pain Where the man says heavy rain A little boost is all you need Average Joe to Hercules Stronger arm and sharper brain That's why the future is Fontaine (laughs) What did you think of that tease? Oh my gosh That's not cowboys at all It was so moist (laughs) Oh, oh, don't No, I'm just going to end there